and Lex. Two imperfect six-figure business coaches, co-founders, and friends who decided to combine our superpowers to bring to market something we wish we had when we entered the world of coaching. A real, non-BS, intimate, and fun community built with integrity, intention, and a few glasses of wine. In this podcast, we get real. Real about life. Business. Relationships and what it really takes to find your version of success in the world of coaching. Are you ready, Lex? I'm set, Em. Let's coach. Hi, partner in crime. Hi, friend. How are you today? I'm good. Someone was asking me the other day. Who was it? She was saying she was listening to her. Shout out to to Lynn, actually. She was saying she's like, I couldn't tell who was talking. So, hi, this is Emily. This is Lexi. (laughs) And I I thought that was funny too. It's like, if you hadn't seen our YouTube or you didn't know our voices, you don't know who's talking. That's true. You have a very like sultry voice that's made for the mic. I personally don't love my voice, but what this reminds me of on a quick squirrel, I listened to uh, my favorite murder is like my favorite podcast. It's George, Georgia and Karen, and I'd never seen what they looked like. And so when you only hear someone's voices and then all of a sudden you see what they look like, you're like, was that what you're expecting? Was that what you were not expecting? So yeah. I'm curious people who only hear us talk and have never seen us, if they're surprised when they see our, our faces, I know they think I'm the the gorgeous blonde or the Am I the the uh, the sultry, racially ambiguous brunette? No, yeah, it nailed it, nailed it. It is it is funny. Um, I think I have a a face for podcasting. I think you have a face for TV. So, I think. <laughs> have you heard that before? No, now I have. No, that's great. So, uh, like historically, people would be like, "You have a face for radio," which means don't show your face. You're ugly. Yeah, you're ugly. <laughs> caveat guys emily's tired today because she's dealing with reading addiction i'm tired because (laughs) i just got back from five days in nashville with a one-year-old family and my husband and it was a work trip and i'm tired so it's 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 tired to thursday that's what we call it i'm actually curious for our listeners when you guys read a book do you have this problem where you feel like all you can think about is reading the book? So like, I'll give an example. When I start reading a book, I don't care if I'm on a deadline, if I have something that is super important that needs to be sent out. The only thought in my brain is like, how can I carve out some time to finish this book? Once the book is complete, my brain is clear and I am able to continue moving on, but I have this like proper book reading addiction. And when I was little, it would be so bad. My mom would joke. She'd be like, you literally aren't allowed to start a book during play dates or like when friends are visiting. Cause you just cut them out. And you know me, Lex, I'm like the most social butterfly person. And two, she was like, you can't bring a book on a honeymoon. And I brought three and I read all of them in two days. So I was able to hang out with them after that. I, I've gone through, not that you asked me, you asked the listeners, but they can't respond to you right now. So I'm going to respond to you right now. If it's a phenomenal book, I've had moments in life. Yes, but it's definitely, I'm not in a moment right now. Although I have a girlfriend who is fulfilled in her love life 
through a book series right now. She says she has no desire to date because of how fulfilled she is by this this book series. And so I bought it and I'm going to start it on my next vacation in a couple of weeks. And What's it called? That's great. A thorn of roses or something. Oh yes. Everyone's talked about this. This is like the next oh, old? shades of gray okay. or something. Yeah. Okay. So I'll have to give myself a weekend is what you're saying. So I don't distract myself during the week reading this book, reading this book when there's so much to do in life. And when there's so much to do in life, one of the things that Emily and I hear all the freaking time. And to be honest, we get caught up in saying it is the phrase. I'm so busy. I'm too busy. I'm so busy. Um, and actually this is a thing we saw recently with our cohort and some of their check-in forms. We have everyone fill out check-in forms and we got a lot of people writing in, in different iterations, like I'm so busy. So I haven't been able to do X. I'm so busy. So I'm feeling behind Y. This is a season that's so busy and I don't have time to do X. So Emily and I, transitioning guys, here's the transition, decided to walk you guys through an exercise we actually walked our cohort through, high level, um, on how to reframe time management. Oh, and I love this because you'll called out. Um, I I definitely, in New York City, Lex, was that person, like, how was your weekend? And I'd be like, oh my God, I was so busy. I was This week was so busy. And there was this air of self-importance when I talked about how busy I was. Like, I felt like I was accomplishment equals busyness or busyness equals accomplishment. So I think de-busying, de-busying, de-busying your life <laughs> will help you also realize like what, what is it that you truly do want to accomplish and measure and feel gratification and success when you accomplish those things? Yeah. And I think a, a theme that we called our, our cohort out on and is very real in adulthood is everyone is so busy, right? Everyone, everyone is saying it. Everyone is saying it. So we're going to walk you guys through kind of step-by-step and activity. So here's your opportunity. If you are on a walk to honestly pause this and wait till you get home so you can take out a pen and paper, this is going to be a very interactive episode. So when you're ready, guys, here's your moment to pause. If you're not ready and resume, we're going to bring you through an exercise. Emily, will you kick us off, please? Oh, I'd be delighted. So first thing that you... Wait, made, Irish? Was that Irish? I don't know today. What, what, what accent do you want? No? <laughs> we lost it. Continue, continue. <laughs> All right, mateys, here we go. <laughs> no, okay. All right, no, hey. <laughs> Guys, lack of sleep, y'all. Lack of sleep. <laughs> so first thing you need to do is make a list of what you have to get done this week. So this podcast, whenever you were listening to it, if it's a Monday, if it's the end of the week, um, still think about the week ahead, the next five days, seven days, if you want to throw in some weekends, but make a list of what you have to get done this week. So then take a pen and put what day each task needs to be done by at the latest. So You might be going to a wedding in Italy and need to book a flight and you know, flights are going up. So you're saying, I need to book this by Thursday at the latest, or you know that 
your daughter needs to get into daycare and the more time you spend not researching your daughter going into daycare, the more money you are spending on your nanny, <clears throat> Lexi, um, that it, it is an important to do this week. So you can expect to be in daycare in the next three years of your life. So basically dump all the to-dos, work, business life, everything in between. And to M's point, put a date. So some of these are going to have dates. Some you might put a date to, but it could be, I have to finish a work proposal by Friday at noon. It could be a daily thing. I have to pick up my daughter every single day at X time from daycare. Um, so, so step one is that list. Then we want you to take a pause and check in with how you're feeling. Look at that list. How are you feeling? Are you feeling overwhelmed? Are you feeling like, actually, you know what? I, I got this. Are you feeling confident? Are you feeling excited? Are you feeling broke? Are you feeling, what are the different things that are, are coming up when you see this? Yeah. So give yourself some space to jot down those feelings too. So you can revisit them uh, down the line. And then think as you're looking at this list, are you worried any section or task won't get done? And if so, write down why. We all have a reason why. Um, is researching researching daycare is going to take too long, that it's not, it's not really a big priority. It's a life priority, but it's not a big priority. And I don't have that time to give to the research I want to put forth. So write down all of the reasons why that that task won't get accomplished. And if for some reason you're like, well, I can accomplish everything, then looking at that list, is there one item that specifically makes your heart rate elevate a little bit or looks a little bit more stressful or feels a little bit more overwhelming? And to M's point, explore and physically write down why. All okay, so hard pause. Seriously, guys, do what we just said. Do listen to us. <laughs> do <laughs> or that. Else. <laughs> or else the virus is going to get to you. Now we are going to share something with you. And that is that if we say there is an element to time and being busy, that becomes a choice. What comes up for you? Oh my gosh, Lex, this is such a, I feel triggered just by you asking that. What are you saying? That reading a book is a choice? Am I saying that? Okay, guys, I'm going to repeat it to you again. If I tell you right now, there is an element to time and being busy, that becomes a choice. What comes up? What comes up for you? Are you feeling like that's privilege or you have no idea what my life is like? Or, well, maybe I wasn't busy, but now I have 10 kids and 20 jobs. Write down what reaction comes up when we say that. Lex, I want to pause there. What comes up for you when that's said? Well, this is an area I've done a lot of work in and we'll kind of get to the reframe that's been really powerful for me. But at this stage in my development of this mindset work, I immediately am reminded that there's truth to that statement. Now, I didn't used to feel that way. I used to, to come up with a million reasons as to why busyness wasn't a choice. No, well, I have to do this job and I have to do this job because I have to pay my bills. And I, you know, I tried to disprove that 500 ways. What about you? I definitely think that the 
age has definitely garnered wisdom and not feeling as caught up in have tos. There was a lot of have tos in my youth where I felt like I had to make an appearance. And I think that was also linked to ego and feeling like I needed to stay top of mind and relevant. And I'm a lot more boundaried and I'm a lot more selective of how I spend my time at this point in my life. So my choices for going out with strangers versus giving myself a Netflix show, they I'll make that decision. I, I, I don't feel that pressure. I don't feel a societal pressure of busyness the way that I used to. Lex, how can people find out how to work with us? Super simple. Go to readysetcoachprogram.com. Link in show notes. So guys, if you're like, that's cool, Em and Lex. How <laughs> fun for you. How do I get there? Stick with us. Okay. So we just were exploring how us telling you that time and being busy can become a choice. And you just wrote down how you feel. Now, going back to that task that you identified, the one that was seemed overwhelming or extra stressful or hard to accomplish. Emily and I want you to right now force yourself to figure out a solution to make that possible. Now, here's what I mean. If for some reason you look at the task that is, I need to, or one of the things I'm not going to get done is watching my Ready, Set, Coach module homework, right? Let's say you're one of the gals in our cohort. And we were going to say, well, we you have to find a way to do that. How would you do it? And Emily, give, give them some examples of what we're talking about here. What are the type of ways you can make time? So some, some great ways to think about making time could be waking up 30 minutes earlier for you to, to accomplish the thing that you wanted to do. So that could be like even having your laptop next to your bed and still being in bed and watching the module before you start your day. It could be, um, staying up a little later to do the thing. It could be blocking out your calendar to, to do the thing. It could be one of the things I've been loving to do is turning things on like 1.7 or 2 two times the speed. So I'm being like, okay, this is a 20 minute module. I'm going to give myself 15 minutes. I can do it. And carving out a time that I know when I know how long the time is, I can carve out that set amount of time. Um, those are a few of my favorite things. I think also thinking of all the other tasks that you have to do like groceries or laundry, is there an opportunity rather than you doing the laundry and cleaning your house where you splurge and you get a cleaning person to come once a month and help take that buy that time back from you? Or can you get your groceries delivered before you're hosting your in-laws versus like spending two hours walking around the grocery store? Like, are there ways that you can maximize and you can trade that time for another energy? Or could it be asking your partner to, to go for grocery shopping or your sister who's already going grocery shopping to pick out a few things for you. So thinking of like other solutions and not just having everything fall on you. And here's something to you guys is we're not for this particular activity asking you to create a whole new recurring routine. We're saying for this week, for this one task, is there something you can do? Is there something that can be moved to help you get this done? One example that I had personally is CJ and I have a very set 
budget for our nanny. And she comes 20, 20 hours a week at this point in time. And prior to Nashville, I was feeling very, very overwhelmed because I was going to take a couple days off and, oh my gosh, like, how am I going to get everything that I need to be done in those 20 hours of time? And he's like, why don't you get her for two extra hours? And I'm like, oh my God, that goes over my budget. It's like, Lexi, that's what, like 40 extra dollars one time. We're not including, you know, every single week, we're not upping 40 extra dollars times four times 12. It's just this one week. So I had to allow my brain to get a little bit more flexible and actually think a little bit more short term solution to make the, the space to get things done. Um, habit stacking is a really good one too, actually, that um, you you brought up. Yeah. So let's do a habit stacking example. Yeah. So habit stacking would be, and I actually do this with courses that I take, is I'll put something on in the background while I'm doing a task like making Canva graphics. So I can I can absorb the the information of the course, but also I'm creating something so I'm able to like maximize my time. Another thing of habit stacking could be um you know, watching the modules while you're working out in the morning. Like, can you, if you want to do a 15 minute workout, can you do a 15 minute workout to the 15 minute modules? Or can you take a walk and take that dedicated time and put it on, on your phone as you walk? So doing two things at once that you feel like have to haves and have to be done, but maximizing your time to do them both. Totally. And what we want to challenge you with this episode and this activity is try and find ownership over how you spend your time and begin to kindly call yourself out when you hear yourself saying or leaning on the phrase, I'm too busy. Because 9.9, maybe a 10 out of 10 times that activity we just did, there is a solution that can be made. Now, it might not be a solution that you're comfortable with. It might not be one you're ready to set as a new routine, but there's a choice. And when you start to, to have, take that ownership back, it can be actually really empowering. And I talked about this earlier, but the phrase that I have adapted that has been absolutely transformative for my mindset and how I handle overwhelm and how I do all the things is when I say I'm too busy or I don't have time, I literally stop and I say, I'm choosing not to make this a priority, or I'm choosing not to make time for this today, and that's okay. And it's reminding me that I have a choice, that my life isn't controlling me. I'm the one in the driver's seat. Heck yeah. And you were driving a really fast car. (laughs) But I want to challenge you all to think like, if that thing that you want to get done isn't prioritized, what, can you brainstorm why? Can you brainstorm why that thing isn't getting done? So I'll give an example. I bought a a course, like a moduled course that's self-guided, I think before my pregnancy. And I was like, I will use this or while I was pregnant. And I was like, oh, I'll accomplish it while I'm on maternity leave. And the last thing I wanted to do was watch a course and listen to a course and do work while I was on maternity leave. And the year was 2021 when I had my baby. The year now is 2023 and I am halfway through the course and I am choosing to go through all the courses that I bought and I'm giving myself a task every single day to watch at least an hour at 1.75 speed of these modules and to, to accomplish the things that I invested money in. So does that mean I'm doing every course that I bought at the same time? No, it is finishing 
one thing and then moving on to the next, which is great. It's been like my version of, of a podcast. So how did you, here's the question then, Emily, how did you transform these courses from not being a priority to becoming a priority? I transformed it because I was looking at my budget. That really helped me realize like how much time I, how much money I had spent on these things. And yet I had nothing to to say about the things that I had acquired. And so for me, it was knowing that my mornings are usually pretty quiet and I like to do Today, I spent my morning on social media, putting outlining social media for the next few weeks and knew that I could choose to accomplish this. Um, I also emailed the founder of the company and told her I was in the process of accomplishing it. And that was really helpful because I articulated to her that I am excited to be going through it. And I was in momentum going through it. So speaking it out loud to another person was like its own accountability in one way. So the question for you guys is, in looking at your list, the things you're not making a priority, what can you do or what do you need to do to make that thing a priority? And I'll also put this specifically to your coaching business. If there's a task within your coaching business that you're not prioritizing, what do you need to do to make it a priority? So here are some examples of things that might work for you, because this is so specific to who you are as an individual. It could be, I need to attach a trackable deadline. I need to attach a prize or a monetary incentive to it. And you kind of talked about that. You looked at how much money you spent and you're like, oh, crap, I need to, I need to watch these things. Right. Or it's a waste. Um, I need, you also said, I need to put it out publicly or to someone so that there's some accountability. It could be, I need to have my why printed and framed and put over my desk so I'm reminded each and every day why the heck I'm doing this. It could be, honestly, I need to create a new routine or, or go to a new space that gets me excited to work on my business. Like, M, you started going to a new co-working yeah. space, right? So maybe you, it's time, guys, for you to get out of your comfort zone and, and give your daily routine a little bit of a shaking. Uh, and honestly, shaking up the routine has been so transformative to being in focus and getting things done. Well, being at home, I have a bed right behind me. I'm like, mm, taking a nap. That sounds so nice right now. But it really does sound so nice. It right does. I nap yesterday when I got back from the airport. I'm like, I'm going to take a 30 minute nap, turn it into an hour, and then I'm going to work. I did work after, but anyways, that was the best. World. Naps, naps are the best gifts. I digress. So, this entire episode, guys, was one long homework assignment, um, and it's really our intention and our goal is for you guys to reclaim reclaim ownership of your time and stop letting the concept and the reality sometimes of being too busy stop you from doing the damn thing. Hell yeah. So goodbye, busyness. Hello, actually doing what you want to do. And I, when I see you next, I don't want to ask how your weekend was to an answer to a response. It was busy. Right. There we go. Okay. All right. Until next time. <laughs> we'll see you the next time. <laughs> the Ready, Ready Set Coach podcast. podcast. If you're enjoying the Ready, Set, Coach podcast, please leave a review wherever you are listening. For more information about Ready, Set, Coach, visit readysetcoachprogram.com.